Welcome back to the Building HVAC Science Podcast. In this episode, I interview Adam Muffich, also known as A-Team Adam. You may know Adam from his video podcast, HVAC Overtime, which is a big collaboration he has with his friends Chris Stevens, Bill Russell, and O.T. Joe. You can get links to all of their separate YouTube channels in the show notes. In their words for HVAC Overtime, we never sugarcoat anything. We tell it like it is. If you want the real, uncensored hot takes on the state of the industry, come hang out live every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern on both YouTube and Facebook. It is a fun time. I've been on the show, too. In this episode, Adam describes his personal journey in the trades, where it has gotten him, and where he's headed. I have some links to a very interesting blog post that Adam wrote recently on the Dunning-Kruger effect in HVAC. These are in the show notes, these links, and he's also one of the hosts of the new Cooler Heads podcast. And you can check out the YouTube channel of the celebrity guest that sometimes comes on HVAC Overtime, Big Clive, who has almost a million viewers and over 2,000 videos. Again, there's a bunch of links in the show notes about the topics we talk about, including Nate Adams' books, HVAC 2.0, Gil Cavey's HVAC Uncensored. Okay, let's get into it and hear the discussion I have with A-Team Adam on being humble, persistent, and curious in the trades. Happy today to have my friend, friend, (laughs) I mess up the simple words, happy to have my friend, Adam Muffich chatting with us here today. How are you, Adam? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm not doing too bad. It's the end of a week and I get to travel next week to the educators conference. I will see you there. That's what I thought. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Tell us just a little bit about what you do right now and why you're going to the educators conference. Are you an educator in some sense? I think that, and actually I saw a post on this just recently. Was it Ty? I don't remember. But basically, everyone is an educator in one way or another. I've run and owned my own residential HVAC company for the past 10 years. And it's always been a struggle to try to teach guys coming into the trade and bring them up to where they need to be. And honestly, in the past several years, I've just been doing every last thing I possibly can to just advance my knowledge and skill set in every way possible. So that's one of the reasons why you're going to this conference. Yep. We can talk about the conference too, but let's talk about some of the other things you've done, like leading up in these 10 years. Like it amounts to committing your time. Is that right? Yeah. So previous to me owning my own company, I worked for my dad. It was actually a little bit bigger than my company right now, residential HVAC company. He ended up selling it. I worked for the new owner for a very short period of time. I was working 50, 60 hours a week for my dad. And then. The new people took over and they stopped advertising. They changed the whole business model. And I ended up working six to eight hours a week. So I had the opportunity to bid on a large furnace replacement job for a big apartment community. And I bid it way too low, but I got it. And I took the job and then I quit and started my own company. That was the beginning of it. You took a real dive into dark water there. (laughs) Yeah. It was a knee jerk reaction thing, but they were surprised that I put in my notice and I just told them, I'm like, look, I have a family and I was making more money at 15, 16 years old working at McDonald's than I am right now working eight hours a week. And you were talking about working 
going from 50 to 60 hours a week to six to eight. It's not like the area you live in depopulated and there wasn't a demand for work. Where are you working now? Where are you from? I grew up on the south side of Chicago. My dad and my mom separated and they got a divorce when I was young. My dad moved out to the western suburbs because of work, one of the companies that he worked for. And then he stayed out here, opened his own company up. Well, I was commuting while I was working for my dad, traveling about an hour or so each way every morning. And then when I started having a family, I was looking to move closer to work just because that's ridiculous. If you start adding up all the hours over a year, you know, how much you're spending in a truck. I landed out here and I'm in the western suburbs about a half hour west of Chicago. That one hour each way in Chicago traffic, that's like what, three or four blocks? <laughs> it's actually, it was like 20 some miles. It was like around the city to get down to the south side. But now I'm in a real nice location where I'm in easy access of any highway. So it's, it's centralized. So you also do some work in social media too. You want to talk about that? A little bit. Yeah. Myself and a few other guys, just as like a fun hobby, we have a YouTube show and we've been posting it up as podcasts as well too, HVAC Overtime. And it's just kind of a fun place to gather and just talk tech, joke around. It's We really don't take ourselves seriously, but there's a lot of times where we have really good information on it. We've had amazing, amazing guests. You name anyone you could think of in the industry, we've probably had on or is on our short list to come out in the near future. Cool. How long have you been doing that? I think we're about four months away from being four years in. So three and a half years or so, yeah. When does it come on? Or? It's also live, right? Yep, it's live. It's on YouTube. You could look it up on YouTube, Spotify, any podcast platform, but live Friday nights, eight o'clock central time on YouTube or Facebook. We have a Facebook group too that we broadcast to HVAC Overtime. There is actually quite a few members in there. We built it up to around almost 25,000 now. So kind of proud of that. Holy cow. That's pretty amazing. Who are the other members in the group? Pretty consistent, static, or you change out? Early on, we had a few different member changes, but we have Joe. There's a guy from Canada. He works on some pretty intense residential systems and that big hydronic guy. And then we have Bill, also known as the Curious HVAC guy. He works on a lot of restaurant refrigeration some hot side equipment, restaurant industry, and then Chris Stevens from HVACR Videos, which I don't think he needs an introduction. Uh, maybe he does. Who knows? We could be like at the fringes of HVAC with Bill's podcast here. So <laughs> that's very cool. Did you ever think you'd have 25,000 listeners, viewers? subscribers. I'm not sure if they all listen or view or whatnot, but no, it's been like a growing thing. And I didn't really think anyone was paying attention. And then going to these conferences and out and about random people would walk up to me and introduce themselves and be like, Hey, Adam, how's it going? That was cool. But then like when people that I idolize and look up to started doing that to me, I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. <laughs> I've never met them before, but they know me. It's awesome. What are some of the conferences you hang out to? And I imagine that's part of your knowledge journey, but talk about some of the things you've done there. This year, I'm actually going to, I'll leave that till the end. I usually go to AHR. I 
went to the symposium, which is like a training conference. I'm going to the ESCO HVAC Excellence Conference. Actually, Sunday I'm leaving. And then I am planning on going to the ACA conference coming up here next month. Yeah, April in New Orleans. Yeah. Yep. That's actually pretty cool development that we have. It started off, I was going down there and a friend of mine from the Energy Conservatory, Chris Hughes, we decided, hey, let's get together. And I said, why don't we go to my brother's new house and play around, test it out. We'll run a blower door, do a duct tightness test, just run the gambit on the house. And he's like, yeah, cool. Dustin Cole from Cole Heating and Air Conditioning, he was going to come too. And we were like, let's make a video on this. And then Chris had the idea to, why don't we try to make this into a standard 310 video where we are actually looking at the process of running standard 310 on a new construction home. So I ended up talking to Ed Janowak from ACCA and he's going to come. And then I also called Jim Bergman from MeasureQuick. He's coming and he's going to do the MeasureQuick workflow on it. And then Wes Davis from ACA is also going to show up. We're putting a lot of effort into this video and it should be a pretty decent training piece. And for the listeners that aren't familiar with ACA Standard 310, that's also, it's a joint ANSI, ACA, ResNet standard all together. Do you want to just give a quick overview on that? So just like a really thousand foot overview, it's basically like you design a house based on the load of the house and what you would need. And then you do a design review process where you say, okay, we're making sure that whatever is designed is actually installed, is this set up? And then you go through the refrigerant cycle, airflow and everything and commission the system. Is everything functioning the way it was designed to function and installed the way it was designed to function? So it's in a nutshell. Yeah, I have some extra knowledge on that because I also do the Res Talk podcast. So I've been talking about that with Wes Davis. And I think Ed Janowak's been on for years. And it's it actually the whole HERS or home energy rating system, the HERS score is like a golf score. The lower, the better, because it's against a reference house from 2006. So you actually get like negative points. You take your score down if you do a better HVAC install process. And it's five steps. And I think it's Something actually, Jim Bergman, I remember he was involved way back when they were conceptualizing this, and he helped to make sure that that non-invasive system test was part of it. Do you do any of that work now, or is it just something that's like lit up your imagination? Do you do any of those processes or steps now? So I don't run the standard 310, and honestly, I'm still trying to figure out, like we're going through all of the red tape in that to try to figure out who is able to run it, who is able to process it. Because I think there's some tax credits and rebates and everything like that. It helps lower your HERS score. And so it's got to be done by a HERS rater. And then it goes into the software, the rating software. There is one part where a contractor's got to be called in if you're weighing in the charge because HERS rater probably isn't EPA 608. But aside from that, I mean, anybody could do the test. You just couldn't officially report it unless you're having a HERS rating and you were qualified in that end of things. So to me, it's just like, it makes good sense regardless of the fact that you do a HERS rating or not. It's just an accumulation of industry knowledge is put in there. People like Jim Bergman, people like Steve Rogers have put their knowledge forth in that kind of standard. No, it's something I'm definitely looking forward to. And it definitely has evolved since the beginning idea. 
And I had to make a phone call to my brother. And, All right, listen. <laughs> Break the news. <laughs> There's a few more people coming to your house than what was planned. And he's like, well, how many? I told him and I said what we were going through and what we were going to plan on doing. And he's like, oh, that's cool. And I started telling him like who's coming in that and he doesn't follow anybody. So he didn't really realize. And I'm like, I think you should Google who's coming to your house. I don't know if there's ever been anybody that has had the type of group in one house with this amount of knowledge focusing on one house. I'm like, this is an incredible experience. That's intense. Congratulations. That's a really cool thing to do. So one of the reasons why we're talking here today is because you recently did a blog post on HVAC school, the Dunning-Kruger effect in HVAC. You put it all out there. You absolutely did. Big congratulations for doing that. That takes a special spirit and personality to do that. Explain to the listeners a little bit about what Dunning-Kruger is, the Dunning-Kruger effect, and how that resonated with you. So. There is two sides of it. Basically, the first side is in any field, you're not very experienced and you don't have very much knowledge, but you don't realize how much knowledge in that field that you don't have. So you're very overconfident in what you know. And then as you learn, all of a sudden you realize how much you don't know. So then your confidence falls through the floor and you think you're at such a steep incline. So then as you're learning, the other side of it is you have no confidence at all. And it takes a really long time to start building your confidence up as you're learning. So there's two sides of the coin. And I think I've been on a journey in the whole Dunning-Kruger curve. I thought I was like really top notch years ago. 10 years ago, I thought I was the best of the best. And I idled for a while. I don't think I made a lot of progress. I always cared about my work and I always wanted to provide the best service possible. But in the last five years, I've been pushing and pushing harder and harder to just gain. I've been in the chase of knowledge and it really put me in my place. And every week that goes by, I'm like, man, there's so much to learn. And it the more I learn, the more I'm, in a sense, a little depressed, the state of the HVAC industry, because it's like, wow, everything is so yeah. up. It's incredible. So when you thought you were top notch, what made you think that? Just because I compared myself to my peers, the people I worked with on a day-to-day in the company, and then our immediate competition locally. And maybe I was the best in a very small pool, but- this is a huge pool and there's a lot more fish out there. Yeah. And you're going for like the nationals now. Yeah. <laughs> That's the dream. You said in the blog post, which I'll put a link in the show notes if anybody wants to hear it, but it's hvcrschool.com. Actually, it's Dunning Kruger in HVAC with dashes. And that's D U N N I N G dash K R U G E R dash in dash HVAC. If you want to go right to that URL. But that was explained to you by somebody named Big Clive. Tell us how you got to know Big Clive and who he is. Myself and the other guys in HVAC over time, I honestly don't even remember how we started talking to Big Clive, but he's a YouTuber and he's actually pretty popular. He's approaching a million subscribers on YouTube, but somehow, I don't know if he was just in the chat while we were doing a live stream or what, but we somehow started talking to him and we asked him to come on the show and he's like, yeah, that's awesome. So we became friends with him and He's been on multiple times. 
after our show and before the show, we'll just sit there and talk tech with him. And he shows us electronics and different heating and air conditioning components in the UK. He lives in the Isle of Man. It's pretty fascinating. Whenever I have like an electronics question or anything like that, I just send a message to Clive and he has the answer like that. But he's the one who introduced me to Dunning-Kruger and he just told me the definition. And as I was learning, it resonated. Res it, you know what I'm trying to say with me. (laughs) (laughs) I've watched a lot of his videos. He takes apart products and reverse engineers them with the circuit diagrams. It's just amazing. Like you said, if you need, he would know it about if it's about electronics, even electricity too, I think. just A lot of times he'll look at like the weak, what is the weak link in a product? And he's like, this is why this failed. This is the component that failed and this is why it failed. And I think it's fascinating that he's able to figure that out. In this blog post, I think it's really, it's a great illustration. And I think the two words that come to mind as you're talking about this journey is be humble, but be persistent. Would you say those two characteristics are what it's about for you? Absolutely. There's always more to learn. And when they start getting good at something, their first thing that comes to their mind is like, stick your chest out. You're good. Show everyone you're good. Maybe not everybody, but that's, I think, a natural human thing. You want to be proud of what you do. But if you don't really know how much you don't know, you just need to tone it down a little bit and stay open and be willing to learn. And going back to that graph in the blog post where it's got confidence and wisdom on two different axes. And as you spoke of before, what I like here is when you know nothing, you can very quickly reach the peak of Mount Stupid. (laughs) And then you drop and down into the valley of despair. And at that point, if you don't have this persistence or the willpower to continue, you may never make it back up the slope of enlightenment. Actually, a mutual friend of mine and yours, Nate Adams, I don't know if he came up with this or I heard it from him, but he said, when anyone comes at you and says, I've been doing this for 20 years, I've been doing this for 30 years, he says, have you been doing it for 30 years or have you been doing it for one year, 30 times? Yeah. That's something I heard from Jim Bergman way back, but it's a good saying, like nobody owns that, but everybody should listen to it. So part of your journey as a contractor in the last 10 years, and you've had this residential HVAC business, at what point did you start to look at home performance? Because I know you do that now because you were talking about it with the standard 310. That's one of the essences of it. It's the hybridation of design, home performance, duct performance, and system performance. What was your journey to get into that in the last 10 years? So I was listening to an HVAC Uncensored podcast, which is Gil Cavey and Nate Adams, who we just talked about a moment ago, He has an organization called HVAC 2.0, and he was talking about home performance and that on the podcast, and it really got me thinking, and I signed up for a trial membership in that, and I bought his book, and I read his entire book in one sitting. It just was like an eye-opening thing to me. I'm like, holy cow, this is intense, and I started learning, and I told Nate, I'm like, I'm going to buy a blower door. He's like, well, don't buy a blower door. Try to borrow one. See if this is something you like. I'm like, no, I'm buying one. So I just immediately like, boom. Spend whatever it is, $4,000 or whatever (laughs) at True Tech Tools, mind you. Yeah. Using what offer code? (laughs) (laughs) You can say it. (laughs) Yep. HVACOT. Yep. There you go. Anyway, that's how I dove into it. And I've just been learning more and more along the way. 
I was participating a lot in HVAC 2.0 for quite some time, which is kind of like a home diagnosis slash selling process to try to make everyone happy along the way, the contractors and the homeowners. Since that time, I've developed a relationship with the Energy Conservatory, which is Steve Rogers, Bill Graber, and Chris Hughes. And I've been out to their training in Minnesota. And Steve and Chris have been generous enough with their time to do a private training with the four of us from HVAC Overtime once every couple of weeks, an hour, hour and a half, just talking straight building performance, pressures, neutral pressure plane. A lot of this stuff blew my mind. I did not even know existed. And the more I learned, the more I'm like, wow, this is incredible. I sort of watched that happen in, with Chris Hughes because I think he's been with maybe a year and a half now, but that original process of his mind slowly being blown. <laughs> if anyone's going to blow anyone's mind out there, Steve's the guy to do it. He's incredible. Yeah, he is. He came out of industrial design and pressure measurement with Emerson, I think, with one of their divisions, big divisions. Same with Bill Graber, his business partner there. They just have a great way of relating. I think with Chris's help now, especially relating these scientific topics to things you can actually use to do better work. Yeah. I had no clue basically how much building performance can tie into heating and air conditioning and the effects that a bad shell or a good shell can have on your system and your indoor air quality, your indoor air environment, if you will. Besides being a autodiadec which is a term I learned from Brian Orr, which is a self-taught individual, because that's what you do a lot of, or you, at least you seek out places to learn. You're not in any kind of program except Adam's school. <laughs> Besides all that, what do you do elsewise? That's about it. I mean, I'm always trying to read. Recently, I've been diving into quite a few technical books, which all my friends laugh at me. I went on, we went on a vacation that was paid for by Amana. And my local distributor that I buy through, and we went to the Dominican Republic. And I don't drink anymore. And actually, I told you this: the last beer I had was when we had you on our show, and it was a Guinness. And in the spirit of St. Patrick's Day today, <laughs> the word recording today, right? Yeah. But anyways, so previous to this, I'd be laying on the beach taking down beers and cocktails and that. But I was reading Manual J. Manual D, cover to cover, Manual H. I read, I think it was a total of five books in five days on the beach, like serious technical books. And my wife was laughing at me. She's like, you're on vacation. Why are you doing this? I'm like, I just, I don't know. It's fascinating. And you alluded to this already, but one of the subtopics that the article was the surrounding yourself with the right people. And that is something that I've heard through my career over and over again. It's take however you measure it, the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and that's going to be something that influences your life. So how do you manage to get around the right people? Well, let's say first, how do you identify? And then how do you manage to get around them? I think I'm super lucky. And I don't know necessarily if everyone would be able to put themselves in my situation. And I think a lot of it has to do with our show. We've had these people on our show. And then I've just developed relationships with them where I could either email them, call them, whatever. And these are some of the top minds in the industry, in my opinion. 
as far as residential goes. So just being able to converse back and forth and bounce things off of these people are huge. But I've never had that prior to being a part of the HVAC overtime show, which I think I'm just, I'm in a lucky situation. Prior to this, I would always probably somebody I'd want to ask a question to would be a technical guy from a supply house or whatever, but their knowledge is very limited for the most part. Now I'm talking to people that work for ACA or Alex Meany, who used to be for Right right Standards or Divine Products. Yeah. Yeah. These guys are like the top of the top, the best of the best. It's where you want to be. And I was talking with Kevin Hart from Haven the other day. I interviewed him for my podcast just a few days ago. And we were talking about one of the characteristics that seems to be flowing right now is a spirit of generosity amongst people that are being generous with their information, their knowledge, and their time. But I think in turn, you are doing the same thing. So you're, I don't know, call it pay it forward or whatever, but you're doing the same thing and more of it's coming to you because you've been generous with others. So make a pressure equation. Talk to Steve about a pressure equation. When you are more generous, does it create a vacuum and then move the neutral pressure plane up so that more generosity comes your way? Go figure that out. That's awesome. (laughs) I like that. That'll be your next blog post. Yeah. It's funny because now there's like random people that will message me on Facebook and ask me technical questions. And I ask myself, I'm like, am I qualified to answer these questions? I don't know, but I try to help them out the best I can. There was actually a younger guy, I think he was in his early 20s, that he's trying to design a system and size a system for his house in Ohio. He's like, can you help me out with this? Yeah, whatever. So I was that Aiden? Maybe it was. I got. I would have to look at his name. It's been a month or two months now, so I'd have to double check. Because he's asking me the same question. Someone named A was asking me the same question. It was for his dad's house. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a small house. I ended up doing it, and I sent it over to him. And then we had probably a couple hour over multiple phone conversations. I talked to him probably for a few hours, and he's just asking me the nuances and sizing and things that I didn't realize early on. I'm trying to help him not make the same mistakes I did. Yeah, that's being generous with your wisdom, which is one of the axes on the DK, the Dunning-Kruger. Where do you see things headed for Adam? That is like a big question mark right now, which is driving my wife crazy. So I am at the point where I'm not really enjoying running a company anymore. I like what I do, but I just don't like the position I'm in that I have to do my job description of being an owner. I don't enjoy that. So I am looking at possibly transitioning over to a different part of the trade right now. I have a small list of companies that I would consider working for. And yeah, I'm actually in the middle of an interview process with one of them. So we'll see how that goes. No matter what, it's going to be like a big forward facing company where My goal was to try to work with somebody that is going to change the face of residential HVAC and try to push the envelope a little bit. And if somebody just listens to that clip, they might say, oh, he's not being humble. But you are because you are going to channel things that you don't know and things you do know to do that. And going back to the reason why, which has got you motivated to change or leave what you're doing, that's something we've identified recently at True Tech is there's the core processes, the core things you do, calm processes, things you do, and then the supporting processes, the things you have to do. 
And it sounds like the have to do is weighing it down. The core process is the things that the customer values from you and you feel like you can ace it almost every time. You can do very well. You can earn that. And for anybody listening, I'm just going to say I have a tremendous business partner who loves doing the supporting processes. And that allows us to have this nice balance between keeping everything together and moving forward. So that's just a little observation from my standpoint, reflecting on some recent discussions we've had at True Tech. To touch on what you said a moment ago about not being humble, my goal is I am acknowledging the fact that there is so much broken on a house-to-house basis, on an industry basis, and I want to do the best I possibly can to learn and then try to give back. That's my goal. That's what I want to do. Yep, that's absolutely right. Because the other thing is, you mentioned it with one of your overtime partners there, Bill Russell, curious HVAC guy. I think that's another aspect that you're staying curious. Stay curious, my friend. (laughs) Exactly. Very good. I really enjoyed the conversation. Want to give you a chance to say anything like in closing that you'd like to say to the listeners? If you're on Facebook or YouTube, check us out. We have fun. We don't take ourselves seriously, but I'm all over Facebook and you'll be seeing more of me for sure. I'm not going to disappear. And you're all over Facebook in a very helpful way, too. I try. That's important. Yeah, you do. That's another great aspect of your personality. Thank you. Thank you, Adam, for joining us here on Building HVAC Science. Us, who is just me, the us, but now it's you and me, so it's the two of us. (laughs) All right. Have a good evening, good weekend, and thank you for coming on. Take care. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the Building HVC Science Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Adam Muffich. hope you enjoyed as much as I did about being humble, persistent, and curious in the trades. There's other great trade-related resources and influences out there, including HVACR School, of course, HVAC Shop Talk, Stephen Rarden, HVAC Reefer Guy, Tool Pros, Service Business Mastery, Quality HVAC, HVAC Overtime, as we mentioned in this episode, HVAC, our videos, which we also mentioned, homediagnosis.tv, AC Service Tech, that's Mr. Craig Migliaccio, and all the fine work done by the team at MeasureQuick, which comes from the great mind of Jim Bergman. I also host the Res Talk podcast. You can search that up in any typical podcast app or online. If you want to keep up with things that I find interesting, follow True Tech Tools on Facebook or try follow Building HVAC Science on Facebook or even follow me. We didn't talk too much this episode about my home, Spohn Home, S-P-O-H-N-H-O-M-E.com. You might find that interesting too. As always, thank you for listening and following us on Building HVAC Science. If you're not subscribed, please consider doing so. We really want to thank you for your listenership. We really, really appreciate the feedback we get all the time. And you can provide that feedback to Bill at truetechtools.com. Thanks again, and have a wonderful day.